Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, Education Matters. My guests today are from Tennessee Tech. They both hold doctorate degrees. They both have been in education a long time, and they just so happen to be married. <laughs> Dr. Stephanie Went, Dr. Jeremy Went, welcome to Local Matters. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Now, we want to talk about curriculum instruction, especially when it comes to future teachers, but we want to learn a little bit about you both before we get into some really good education stuff. So, ladies first, Dr. Stephanie Went, a professor in teacher education, teaches, now I got on online, I checked all this out, science methods, data assessment, field experience, learning theory, and grant writing, all those fun classes. Uh, how, yeah. long have you, how long have you been teaching at Tennessee Tech? Uh, this is my 13th year. 13th year. Yes. Now, you also were in the K-12 through environment as well. I was. Um, so I started teaching in 2000, and my first year, I was in elementary school in White County, and I taught at a rural school up on the mountain, Bondecroft uh, Elementary. And then after that, uh, I switched to Putnam County because at the time I was living in Cookville. And I taught for nine years at Capshaw Elementary School. Mm -hmm. And then my final year in the school system, I taught and opened up uh, Prescott South Elementary School. Oh, awesome. So that was a lot of fun and good years for me. Yeah. Now, what made you want to get into education? Well, you know, initially, um, I think a lot of teachers, after they've been in it for a little while, I'd been doing it for 11 years, um, I had my eyes set on uh, maybe being an administrator, a, a principal. And so I had started my doctoral degree at Tennessee State University um, with the goal of becoming an administrator and being a principal. Well, about a year into my program, um, it's kind of like serendipity. Um, turned out that the professor of, it was elementary education, math and science methods, that was kind of like her, the major thing that she taught, uh -huh. was um, going to be leaving that position. Okay. And I got wind of it and I thought, you know, I think I might just go and interview for this or see if I can get an interview. And so at the time, um, the chair of the department was Dr. Matt Smith. And I interviewed with him uh, to see if perhaps that might be something that I could do because I had the 11 years of experience. I'd been teaching, you know, elementary math and science for that many years and uh, had already started my doctorate. And it worked out. And so I ended up getting an instructor position, um, which eventually turned into a, a tenure track line. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Th oh. So that's that's how I got there. Awesome. Well, Dr. Jeremy Went is the chair of the Curriculum Instruction Department at Tennessee Tech. Now, how long have you been in your current role at Tennessee Tech? So as department chair, 10 years. Okay. Um, but 20 years at Tennessee Tech. Oh, wow. In the college of ed. And now, did you teach in the K through twelve? Did you know, like Stephanie did, or, or did, have you always gone the administrative uh, track there? So I had a different pathway yeah. to, to end up where I am. Uh, I actually got my undergrad in business, okay, uh, business management uh, at Tennessee Tech, and so ended up graduating with my undergrad. And, and you know, I, I interviewed some, looked at some jobs, but I always felt that pull yeah. towards education. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of kids, big fan of learning. <laughs> and so, uh, so I ended up subbing and filling in a leave and teaching some at the high school level. Mm -hmm. uh, but then decided because uh, unlike today, jobs were a lot more competitive yeah. 20 years ago, right. uh, 20, 22 years ago. And so uh, decided that elementary education would be the best place for me oh, wow. um, 
and so I, I got elementary education. I got my master's to teach license in elementary ed, um, but I picked up technology along the way. Had a lot of fun with it, yeah. uh, and caught the attention of the of the department chair at the time, which was Dr. Larry Peach. People, everybody loves Dr. Peach. Um, <laughs> And so there was an opening, and he he reached out to me as I was heading to the school system, uh, and said, "Well, I really need somebody for this instructor position. Do you want to do you want to do it for a little while and right. see if it fits? We'll pay for any school you want to go through." Yeah. And I was like, "Free school? Yeah." And uh, you know, and I get to you you know teach technology, and so I jumped in, and and that was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually moved into the department chair role uh, after I made my way up through the ranks of professor. Right. And now you're both in curriculum and instruction, correct? Yes, officially. So officially I'm in I'm over curriculum instruction. Right. Uh, officially Dr. Stephanie Went is in the Office of Teacher Education. Teacher Education. Yes, yes, okay. which which is, you know, very similar in roles and a lot of a lot of overlap in terms of in terms of what we do. Right. And see this is good because uh, we can get kind of the the on the ground, you know, stuff from Stephanie. She's in the classroom teaching. We got the administrative side. And then, and then you're also married too. So I mean, that's good. We get the best of all the worlds right here. <laughs> yes, I mean we uh, we have a lot of fun. So yeah. and, and it is very specific. Yeah. People people do say which which doctor went. Yeah, you yeah. know yeah. which one are you looking for? And sometimes the emails get crossed, but but for the most part, we can point people in the right direction. Yes. Well, I, I know I was going to print off the uh, the Vitas for for you both, and I, d- I didn't want to kill that many trees uh, because it was pages and pages of stuff, and and uh, the academic stuff is just. Uh, it, it's crazy all the things that uh, you've presented, you've written papers, you've, you you do all these things. And I, I don't think people understand that when you're in the academic realm like you are, all the, the stuff, is you're not just the chair of a department. You don't just teach in the classroom. There's so much more that goes with it. And there's research and there's study and there's evaluations and there's all those things that go on top of it, too. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as well. Uh, because we're talking with uh, Stephanie and, and Jeremy Went, who are with Teacher Education and the Department of Curriculum and Instruction. But uh, specifically, you've been in education a long time, and you've seen a lot of different things. And if you had to say, what is the status of education as we look at it from a teacher perspective? Stephanie, what would you say is the status right now? How has it changed? What has it evolved into? So from the classroom teacher perspective, yeah. mm-hmm. um, well, I do think there are new challenges um, lately um, just because it seems like as of late um, there has been a rise in, I think, some social emotional um, behaviors and issues uh, with students. Uh, but overall, when I visit the classrooms and I, I have practicum students that I oversee that go into the classroom it seems like things go well, and I hear really positive feedback from my pre-service teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they enjoy the classroom. They enjoy working with the students. They enjoy their mentor teachers. And so I sometimes wonder if, um, you know, those those negative things, people tend to repeat negative things more than positive things. Right. And when I personally am going into the classroom, I still see really good teaching going on. I, I see happy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have one child in Putnam County Schools, um, and she's in eighth grade. And I think, you know, she's very happy. She's getting a good education. And I really do appreciate the teachers that have, you know, taught her so well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, you know, it's difficult to say. I think you ask different people, they're going to give you different perspectives on on what they see. I think there's also new challenges with um, so much assessment. I think sometimes all the online testing, the assessment, I think it causes anxiety among students and teachers. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think is most important is that if you are going to assess students to make sure you use that data, Mm -hmm. you know, so if we're going to take the time to, to assess them, if the data is being used to improve instruction, um, to help, you know, make, make sure that those areas that need to be addressed are getting addressed, then it's for a good cause. So I'd say that's, as best as I can explain it, yeah. that's probably my, my perspective on how things are going. Yeah. yeah. And then from an administrative perspective, the, the chair of curriculum and instruction, um, you know, what do you see as, you know, the status of education right now? So I, so I see from a different, just from a different side, a little broader yeah. picture because the, you know, the number of emails and phone calls and text messages from principals, uh, the number coming in today mm-hmm. to say, we need more teachers. Yeah. We, we need a math teacher. We need a special education teacher. I, we've had districts that have gone the full year without having a teacher, a qualified teacher, apply for a specific position, and they've never filled it. Wow. And so, you know, that that the shortage, and we could spend hours talking and debating <laughs> about the shortage and why, is it, yeah. why there's a shortage, right. but, you know, our big thing right now is just addressing it, doing our best to – to equip the candidates to get to get them in the schools to get them ready as as quickly as possible to work with the schools on on the areas that are really high demand. Yeah, you know we've we've written grants for the grow your own programs. I mean we've done you know everything in our power. We've re- recruited. We're you know we're working a lot with with adults who are who are in a different stage. They're not eighteen year olds that are coming back. You know they're not eighteen year olds coming to college to teach. They're yeah they're they're retiring after 30 years from fleet guard and they're, they want to teach math. Yeah. And so we're working with those populations to get as many teachers into the classroom as possible. And, you know, and, and you bring up a good point because we do see people, you know, that might be my age that, that have had a successful career in something else. And then, but they have all this experience and they want to be able to, to use that experience and share that experience with the younger generation. And so it's like, Hey, you know, what can I teach? What do I have to do to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they went to college, but they maybe got a business degree, and now they want to, you know, teach PE, or they want, you know, like I said, teach math or science or something like that. What what can they do? I mean, uh, you know, because I'm sure, like you said, there's a teacher shortage. You don't want to turn anybody away. So what do you do to help them? I mean, what what, what do they do if they want to be able to do those things? Yeah, so the, that population, uh, they just have to call me. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> call Jeremy. Yeah, call Jeremy. <laughs> that's what the billboard says. Uh, call or email. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we've literally taken people and put them in a classroom. I mean, they'll call Friday, and, and we can connect them with a school by Monday um, because the, the shortage is so great. Wow, uh, that's awesome. Well, I'm Buddy Pearson, and you're listening to Local Matters with Tennessee Tech Curriculum and Instruction uh, Chair Jeremy Wint and Teacher Education Professor Stephanie Wint.
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. This is Local Matters. I'm Buddy Pearson, and we are focusing on education. We're talking to Stephanie and Jeremy Went. Yes, they are married. They're both doctors, and uh, they both uh, teach and are administrators and, and do all the things at Tennessee Tech. That's why we have them on to talk about education. And uh, Stephanie, we introduced you in, in the classes that you teach, and one of those classes that you teach is Science Methods and we hear so much about literacy and, and math and, and the things like that uh, in our schools. But what about science? I mean, science is, is awesome. It's, it's, it's fun. There's a lot of things you can do. Yes, it and, is. And teaching science methods. Now, what exactly is, is science methods? And then expand on that a little bit. So I teach science methods for pre-service teachers who are seeking to teach in grades K through 5. Now, the state of Tennessee, if you um, are in a school that has a fifth grade and uh, or let's say you have a K-5 license and there's a sixth grade, you can also teach the sixth grade. So um, some of my students might, you know, end up with a sixth grade teaching position. But um, so I teach science methods, which is basically like I teach content, but it's not so much like what you would learn in general ed or gen ed classes at tech. It's how to teach science to elementary age children. Okay. So what I do, um, I look at the standards Mm -hmm. uh, and I consider the content that needs to be taught in those grade levels. And so essentially when I have my classes, I teach students the activities and fun hands-on experiments and also the use of inquiry um, to help deepen understanding. And so it's a lot of fun. Um, And so I also serve on the Tennessee Science Teachers Association Board of Directors, and we're about to have a big science conference. Our state conference is usually at the very beginning of November. And so this year it's November 2nd through 4th. It's always at the Embassy Suites in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, And I just love it. So you can go to these conferences and you have teachers and professors that come from all across the state and basically teach these best practices. So I'd like to encourage teachers to attend that conference so that they can learn how to teach science. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many great ideas that you can pull from, draw from. You can walk away with activities, free materials. So that's fresh on my mind right now. I've actually been working (laughs) on that. And um, one of the things that I have a concern about is – there is a strong um, push for literacy, which is wonderful, and, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. But it, it's uh, to the detriment, unfortunately, of science instruction. And I personally would like to see more time spent um, t- 
teaching science specifically in the classroom and social studies. Mm -hmm. Those two subjects, a lot of times they're not really even introduced on their own until maybe the third or fourth grade. But if you look at the research, you you can see that children are natural investigators. You know, Mm -hmm. kindergarten children, first, second grade, they love science. They love the natural world. And right now in the science community, there's a big push for using natural phenomena uh, to to engage students and to get their attention. So they experience or see a phenomenon and we use that to kind of jumpstart a lesson. Mm -hmm. And so it's such, it's a really great way to teach. And therein comes the inquiry where we're using questions. So instead of just when you're teaching science, instead of just like imparting knowledge and just, you know, doing a lecture type approach. um, One of the things that I really try to teach my students is the use of higher order thinking questions um, to ask students in those leading questions to get them to try to see the answers to their own, you know, questions that they have about a phenomenon. So that it's a lot of fun and it's, uh, there's an art to teaching. You hear about that all the time and it just takes a little practice, but I would love to see that happening more in the younger grades. Um, I know that teachers love teaching science, but they don't feel like they have time to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of literacy skills that are used in the teaching of science, like reading graphs, um, you know, looking at different tables, um, writing. Uh, There's all kinds of things that you can do. So um, I would like to see that. That's one of the things I feel very passionate about. Sure. Yeah, Dr. Stephanie Wynn, who is a professor in teacher education at Tennessee Tech, and Dr. Jeremy Wint, the chair of curriculum instruction at Tennessee Tech, and you hear her talking about that, and and you know, as curriculum instruction, you're, you know, you're overseeing the the teaching of teachers, and you know, I I think that it's just you know, you're teaching teachers, mm-hmm. teaching teachers mm-hmm. how to teach. Um, how has curriculum changed, uh, especially in the past few years? Because obviously if there's a push toward literacy and mathematics, science might be you know, not on the board or as important as it was. So from a curriculum instruction perspective, what are some of the things, what are the trends now that, that you know, you're looking at and you're, you're having to teach teachers how to teach? Mm-hmm. So, so it changes. You know, we, we do stay current. Yeah. Uh, at, at Tennessee Tech. So in our licensure programs, we, we do stay active and, and follow best practice and follow research. Sometimes, just like the K-12 schools, the state of Tennessee says, you have to do this. Yeah. And, and so we have these all these sets of standards and matrices that we have to meet for our accreditation standards, for the state of Tennessee, for the licensure standards. And so it is, it is a lot of chasing um, but you know sometimes we get to stay ahead of the curve also mm-hmm. you know so we've we've seen a big movement a big shift with the literacy standards just for example mm-hmm. you know and we're we're assessing do we need more literacy courses to make sure that we're doing what the state of Tennessee wants us to do um, and, and we're looking at at more social emotional behavior management type classes because that's something that's that's certainly a concern right you know in today's in today's classroom it just it looks different than than years ago you know you say um, that because we had Sheila Barker who's the social emotional wellness um, supervisor for Putnam County Schools on last week to, you know basically saying that and that you know she has to deal with teachers you know she helps teachers not just students but she also helps teachers uh, because of their social emotional wellness and that's you know, something that I'm sure, you know, has to be addressed. And like you said, now there's, you know, you're addressing those things in curriculum and instruction. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. And, and we're, you know, we're always working towards that. Yeah. Uh, the faculty, 
work very diligently to stay up to date in their professional areas, you know, and so we have faculty in special education and, and science and math and social studies and all those areas that, that we have those specialty areas. Um, one of our latest things that we've been working on is, is technology. We have a lot more technology. Just the fact that we're Tennessee Tech yeah. gives us that edge. And so uh, computer science education is big now. Um, all seventh graders in Putnam County and statewide uh, have to do a computer coding class at some level. Oh, wow. it's, it's a state state requirement that all K-12 uh, students have to do that. Okay, and so we have a faculty member who's teaching computer science education and coding, and and a lot of that is just it's really engaging. Yeah. Uh, students enjoy that, and it's a piece that that you can really connect with students on. Mm-hmm. And so we've added that license uh, as an option uh, in the department, and okay. so they can, someone can work towards that, and learn those skills, and and get that that license. And so we're always doing fun technology. I mean, there's always really cool technology that you'll you'll catch in in Bartu Hall um, and, and in curriculum and instruction. And how often are you adding uh, courses or classes? You said you know we might have to add some classes. What you know? I mean, obviously classes just don't appear out of nowhere. I mean, there's a process that you have to go through, and then you have to find instructors and those kind of things. So, say there is a a, a class that comes up that you feel like you need to add. What's the process that you go through? It's lengthy uh, because we want to do it right. Yeah. So I, I just left a meeting before lunch uh, my, with my special education faculty. Okay. And so, for example, the, you know, they've identified the need for IEPs to be discussed and covered more in depth. Mm-hmm. And so the faculty build the course. We have to approve it at the faculty level, the college level. Uh, it goes from the, the College of Education to the university for approval. Um, and, and some program changes actually go beyond that. The board, the board of directors for TCU has to approve some program changes depending on the change. Right. And so there is a process. It takes a long time, but we're always changing. So there's there are always courses. We have s- some major changes that we're working on at this very moment. Yeah, I was going to ask, I mean, how often do things change? But I guess it all the time. All yeah. the time. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes the state of Tennessee makes those decisions. They say, change it, yeah, and we change it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Local Matters with folks on education. We're talking to Dr. Stephanie and Jeremy Went from Tennessee Tech. I'm Buddy Pearson. And this is Local Matters. I'm Buddy Pearson. We're focusing on education. We're talking to Dr. Stephanie Went, Dr. Jeremy Went, and we're talking about being in the classroom, we're talking about curriculum and instruction, and you know we're talking about all these great educational things. But for a moment, I want to talk about personal stuff. How two people who are married—they both have their doctorates. They both basically work almost in the same uh, department where she's teacher education, your curriculum and instruction. How did this come about? How did the merger of the Wints come together? <laughs> uh, how long have you been together, and uh, where did you meet? Well, I can tell a little story about how we met. Yeah. So we actually worked together, um, but I was a waitress and he was a cook. And it it had nothing to do with education. It had nothing to do with (laughs) education. We were were both students uh, at Tennessee Tech Uh uh, many years ago, and we worked at Cracker Barrel. And that is where we met. So we always got along at work. <laughs> so I guess it was meant to be. That's awesome. Yeah, just a, just a few years back, and and yeah. and we've always worked well together. Yeah. Um. And and even with some of the the projects that that we do now, mm-hmm. we we have some research projects. Mm-hmm. We worked on on some grant projects together. 
Uh, we've done presentations. We've traveled abroad to present our research really papers. together wow. uh, from papers. And so, so it's it's we've always had a good working relationship. Uh, and obviously, you're pretty good at multitasking because you have uh, three children. Yes. Uh, you have both have your doctorates, which is a lengthy. I mean, you have to have other degrees to get to that point. Yes. Uh, so, you know, what's it been like in the Went household, you know, over the last 20 years? Well, we kind of <laughs> took turns um, getting our degrees. Yeah. And so basically every time I had a baby and I had a leave of absence, I would start a new degree. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of how yeah. I did it. They sleep a lot when they're little. So, you yeah. know, why not? Right. Yeah. Um, but and, it, yeah, it and then we would just cycle them in between. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, she get a master's, then I get a master's, and then EDS, and we just, you know, support. you got to have that support structure and, and the, the support of your spouse in, right. in order to do yes. that. If, if I hadn't had his support, and I think vice versa, I don't know that I could have done it. But, um, but that's the wonderful thing about having a great marriage, you know, so – We'll talk about your family, uh, talk about your kids and, and uh, significant others and those kind of things. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, we have three children. Um, our oldest is Kyle, and he graduated from Tennessee Tech a little over a year ago, and he is a civil engineer now. So I would like to say shout out to all of the Putnam County school teachers who invested in his education. They prepared <laughs> him well for yeah, college. They awesome. really did. And he's not in education. No, he's not. He he went on to the engineering field. Yeah. Um, our second, but, but his but his wife is. Uh, oh uh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't forget her. All right. Yeah. yeah. So this is her uh, second year uh, teaching in Putnam County Schools, as a matter of fact, and she is loving it. Elementary school teacher. Yes. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so then our, our middle son Grant is now at Tennessee Tech. He's a freshman, uh, majoring in wildlife and fisheries. Okay. And so he's he's just started at Tech, but we're we're glad to continue, you know, all of all of the tech traditions as, as much as possible. Yeah, another product um, of Putnam County Schools. Yes, yes, and I would just this is a shout out to Kim Pack at Cookville High School because Grant was tutoring juniors in college in chemistry class. Wow. He knew everything. So thank you, Kim Pack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and doing well. And then our youngest our youngest daughter, Kristen, is uh, an eighth grader at Prescott. Uh, so we're we're very invested and very supportive of of public education. Yeah. We're we're big fans. Now, the the one thing that that, that stands out, um, Stephanie, with you being a, a teacher of teachers, and Jeremy, with you being in curriculum and instruction, you know, you said we could talk hours and hours about the teacher shortage in Tennessee. We've got about seven and a half minutes, so let's talk about seven and a half minutes about teacher shortage in the state of Tennessee. One, why? Is you know Tennessee Tech has always been known as a great producer of teachers in the education department. So why is there a shortage of teachers in the state of Tennessee right now? So so we are we are the number one producer of teachers in yeah. the state of Tennessee. Right. The, the blue school down the road likes to likes to try oh, to no, keep no, up no, with no, us, no. Yeah. Uh, but we do produce the most teachers. And you know th- there are so many reasons, and 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 we have we have such excellent grads uh we're, we're our teachers are well known across the state and mm-hmm. teachers and educators and, and it's it's really encouraging to see that because because people love to hire tennessee tech graduates you know there's a so many reasons uh and, and it is a nationwide trend unfortunately so the, it's not the teacher just shortage it's, it's everywhere correct correct okay. not just tennessee and you know one one reason is re- retirement i mean there are there are a lot of teachers retiring uh for a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. age, but but the baby the baby boomers and and 
some right after that have started retiring in in mass, and so that that's one reason. Um, there's there is some negativity around teaching, uh, and so it's hard to get people. Someone come into the classroom if someone stops them and says, "You really shouldn't be a teacher," you know, and and it's it's really sad to hear that and yeah. to hear people redirect because we have so many people who come back to teaching, and and they were out and they were an accountant, you know, for twenty years, and they come to me and they say, "I really always wanted to teach," yeah, mm-hmm. and somebody talked me out of it twenty years ago, right. and here I am, and I want to teach math, yeah, and and I want to go in the classroom and I get them right in the classroom yeah. quickly. Um, but, but that, that is a, a piece of that, you know, it's, we're, we're not, we don't pretend that it's a easy, an easy, simple job. Right. You know, we don't sugarcoat that part. We're, we're very realistic with the demands and it's a demanding job. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but there's nothing else as rewarding as teaching, you know, that accounting, that person that was working in accounting, you know, they finish their spreadsheet at the yeah. end of the day and they go home. And But but yeah. when you finish that project with those kids and you've got that, that light bulb moment or that, that hug at the end of the day, right? you know, that, that part of it, you can't, you can't beat. Yeah. I mean, we all remember a teacher that made an impact in our lives. I mean, you can sit there and go back to elementary school. I mean, I can remember, you know, teachers that, that were my favorites that, you know, that, uh, that, that meant so much through, you know, junior high and, and high school. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I have a daughter who is pursuing this profession, which is why, you know, it, it's, it's very important, uh, to understand why people don't want to get now granted it used to be, you know, when you're our age and we're going through, you know, high school, it's like, ah, I want to be a teacher so I can have summers off and, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to be a PE teacher. And, and listen, I have learned that there are no summers off for teachers mm-hmm. anymore and it's like, holy cow, you know, what did, the summer's gone. But, you know, Stephanie, you teach teachers and you're in the classroom with potential teachers. And so, you know, what do you see? Why? Why is there a shortage? Well, I think, you know, based on what I see on the news and what I hear, part of it, too, is salary inequity. I feel like uh, um, yeah. teachers, you know, they it is not an eight to three job. Right. Just as you said. They I made mean, their money as an accountant. Then they became a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you, you know, to be a teacher, I mean, you you have to love what you do. You have right. to, you know, love kids. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not all about the money. However, um, it is important that they be paid, I think, you know, a fair amount for what they are doing because there's so much time and preparation that goes into the teaching of good lessons and professional development that they do. Um, and also, you know, communication with parents and there's other things that they have to do, um, you know, with their schools that go beyond the, the eight to three schedule, you know, mm-hmm. like could be sports, it could be clubs, um, could be that you are a music teacher, chorus teacher, you know, mm-hmm. You name it, you know, so I feel like uh, I know that Putnam County is is working to improve the salaries of teachers. And I, I'm so happy to see that. Yeah. Uh, that is so important. They need to be paid the money that they should be paid because it yeah. is it is not an easy job. It's a very rewarding job. Right. But just the same. Everybody needs to be paid for what, you know, they're doing. So sure. if in the time that we have, if you could look into a crystal ball and you could go five years down the road, um, Steph, I'll, I'll start with you. From a teaching perspective, from seeing students come in the classroom, um, what do you see might be the biggest obstacle or maybe even the biggest trend five years down the road 
from what you see now? Mm, that's a trick question for me. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest obstacle. Uh, you know, the thing I've learned about education is the pendulum, the pendulum swings, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, you might be going one way and, and you think, oh, gosh, I can't. I don't agree with how things are going Mm -hmm. and then it swings back the other way. So whether it's a curriculum, like for me, as I was saying, I was very passionate about science, the science. And so I would really like to see that change. I feel like that and social studies, both they're important and they can be a lot of fun. Um, I know that teachers, you know, I'd like to, I feel like they do need to have some freedom um, to be creative and teach. And so I think sometimes they start to feel so overwhelmed, get Mm -hmm. everything taught that um, they feel like they can't be as creative. Uh, I've heard that anyways. Now, that may not be true for everybody. I've just heard some people say that. So perhaps one of the things I would like to see five years down the road is a little bit more of the creativity and the freedom to come back. Um, And I don't know what that would mean. Does that mean less assessment? I don't know. I know that we're required to have a lot of state assessment. Uh, And I do see that. I see benefits from it. However, mm-hmm. you have to ask the question, you know, again, if the data is not being used, you know, is it really benefiting the kids? So that's, I guess, the crux of, you know, if there was a problem, that's where I see it. Um, five years down the road, I'd like to think it's all going to be better, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeremy, 30 seconds or less. What about for you? Uh, I think that we have, we've still got a claw back out of our COVID hiccup yeah I, f- I feel like there's a, a a learning gap uh a change just just in the country mm-hmm. uh through the covid years it you know it really changed a lot of dynamics it, it you know may have people teaching from home and learning from home and and going into different industries and so i feel like when when the wrinkles kind of go away we kind of get out of that era um that we'll see more people coming into education you know maybe have some some shifts some some changes. Um, and so I think once that irons out, I, I do think that we'll, we'll have a shift back to respect for teachers, you know, a drive for the profession. Uh, people want to come back into teaching. Awesome. The Wentz, Dr. Stephanie Wint, who was professor in teacher education at Tennessee Tech. Dr. Jeremy Wint, who is the chair of curriculum instruction at Tennessee Tech. Thank you so much for being with us here on Local Matters. And uh, man, just thank you for being uh, awesome in education and awesome in marriage and just awesome people. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, buddy. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and God bless.